If you're a physician who wants more autonomy in how you practice or fulfillment in your life, you're in the right place. This is the Change Physician Podcast, where our guests reveal how you can learn the mindsets, skills, and strategies to create the life you want without selling out your morals or values. But before we begin, I want to remind you of the free book giveaways, guides, and other physician resources available to you at thechangephysician.com. This is the Change Physician, episode 251. Hey, folks, and welcome back to The Change Physician. This is Dr. Kevin Kukaro with my co-host with the most host, Dr. Melissa That's Kay. a new one. <laughs> nice. Yeah, well, I had to think of something, you know. <laughs> and for today's episode, we're going to be talking about the three key life-changing questions that you can really ask at any point in your life to sort of institute change. And uh, this particular episode came from a discussion that I actually was having with my co-host here. Dr. Melissa Katie. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about, um, I think topics were of discussion and she goes, you really, have, we have three key questions. And the questions that you came up with were, who am I? What do I want to do with my life? And how can I make money without spending more time? Or maybe these were specific ones. These are specific <laughs> questions that you were asking. Yeah. And I really like those questions. So I want to, I want to talk about them more. But um, would you mind for finding some background about like, well, why are these these questions important to you? Yeah. Uh, well, I feel like this is a, kind of a silent dilemma for a lot of people. Like, you know, we go through our life and we just, you know, people put us on a path. We go to school, we do, you know, like, or we're we're influenced by our parents. And, and, and sometimes you are just so influenced by the outside world, you just kind of conform yourself into what they're guiding you into and what you've been exposed to but sometimes it takes you out of the the game of trying to understand who you are and so um and I can't say I've always reflected on that in my younger years being that I'm almost 50 it's like I feel like I feel like the late 30s or definitely the 40s have been these years of kind of um and and I, I will say I, in my mid thirties, of course, I'd gone through a divorce. I left my, my ex-husband and I had a conversation with some friends. And when I was trying to put into words, like just trying to figure out who I am or what I want to do, mainly it came to me as what I want to do. But in essence, it's like, you don't know who you are. Sometimes you don't know what you want to do. And the person in front of me, which was my friend's husband, said, oh, it sounds like you're going through an existential crisis. I'm like, what the hell is that? Like, I'm in my mid-30s, and I'm like, what is that? So I had to go look it up. And then they mentioned a book to to go read. It's kind of a, a parable of some sort. And and I can't remember the name of it. I have it downstairs. But, um, but it really hit me. And then, so my awareness of this, like, this is not just me. There are so many other people that go through this. And most of the time we see it in our twenties or, or college, like, what do I do with my life? I don't, you know, but buried in that is who am I? Cause kind of those two things are really tied together. I mean, you can just go make money or whatever, but you know, everyone's seeking out. I mean, no one really stays in their first job. Like they're always trying to seek out something that gives them meaning or something that they enjoy or, or something that's not just like, I just need to slug through the day. So to me, I feel like it's really a lifelong journey of figuring that out. Lots of experiences, interactions with people that help you understand who you are. 
and then being okay with it because a lot of times we're trying to like be like other people especially in you know your school years um and now I think the younger generation wants to be different but then that's kind of like become its own thing but yeah I think who you are and what do you want to do but then for people like me that I've learned about myself is I get bored really easily and I I need challenges I'm hence I'm called the challenge doctor um yes self-named but I feel like I want to have the freedom to whether I love to travel, I love to explore, I love things that are different than me. I'm not afraid. Like I see a lot of people that are very uncomfortable around different and, and, and they have an instilled fear from that. So I'd love to find, I find that there's this pull my whole life to find ways to make money. That's like passive or where you're not having to just put yourself in one hole because I find that I'm multifaceted and I can't just do one thing. So if you can create income that gives you the freedom to flow in and out or part-time and stuff, that feels like the ultimate way to live your life. And um, yeah, so I hope that answered your well, question. Kind of, because I think there's, there's um, I was sort of dissecting these as you know, I tend to dissect everything. Dissecting I, me? No, dissecting the questions, not no. you. Dissecting Because <laughs> I think these are really core questions. And when we first brought them up or when you first brought them up, it was like, oh, these rang really, um, you resonated with me quite mm. a bit, right? Because there's a question of who who am I? And, um, you know, that's sort of this, this core I, or constructed identity that we have. And we talk about that a little second. You know, what do I want to do with my life? And that is, becomes like a reflection of who you are, right? Because if you're doing something that doesn't, that, that is inconsistent with who you view yourself to be, then we start getting into this dissonance and then we have some problems associated with it. And then the last one, though, I was trying to, I, guess I said just before we started, I was like, I'm trying to reward this. How can I make money without spending more time? And I, I think that is more of a question of freedom. Mm-hmm. You know, um, how can I be free and what does that mean? And uh, and we see this idea or I feel this idea because I've experienced this as well of of money being a proxy for freedom. And because there's this time for money thing, like if we're working time for money, then we're sort of leveraging time in order to make money to to live. Um, and there's, this, you know, everybody in medicine passive income and I need to buy real estate and I need to do passive, 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 because I don't want to be practicing anymore, blah, blah, blah. And really the question is, is, well, how do you, how do you free yourself? So you don't have this external perception or this perception of external control over you. Mm-hmm. So, um, and the reason I bring that up is, is it may not be, it may not be passive income per se that provides the freedom path for you you know, making time without this, it becomes as well, how can I maintain my life in a sense of way where I have the sense of control over what I do and when I do it? And there, and that's a different kind of question and it has lots of different answers for it. Um, these sound, I would, you know, some people may be listening to this and going, oh, these are really simple questions. I don't know. <laughs> because I do think they change. And like you said, um, there, there's an element of, of an existential crisis, which we haven't defined here, but an existential crisis is a feeling of unease or conflict or inner conflict that can cause people to question their meaning and purpose in life. Um, you know, when you have the sense of dread, anxiety, confusion, dissatisfaction around deeper questions, such as, as who you are, what death, they're generally triggered by life events. Um, you know, these, these critical time periods. So divorce, 
<laughs> um, graduation from a you know high school or college or medical school, transitioning between jobs, um, maybe a major trauma or a loss. There, there are these 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 periods of change, sort of promote or encourage a time to reflect on these on who on, on these core questions. Who are we? Yeah. You know, now um, then thinking about that, who am I question? And I, and like, I, I, I guess I struggle with a lot of these, like, like these, these two basics, like who am I and what do I want? And I go, I don't know. <laughs> and maybe, and, and it, I, I wonder sometimes is it, at the point I am, so I'm 50 years old. I didn't really start thinking these questions until well, I guess 15 years ago, I, I mean, because it was 2008 when I really, really started, it was sort of this core shift for me when I start being aware that, hey, you know what, you don't have to just live your life, you can actually plan a life, or you can actually start asking what it is that you want, and, yeah. and start to actively pursue things in that ma major, or that in that way. And, um, but it's just the weirdest thing, because now I'm like, I don't know, who exactly am I? And what exactly do I want? Yeah. Um, and if you can't answer those two questions, then the third one of how you want to spend your time or, you know, how, how is it that you want to have freedom of, of time? So maybe it is. How do I want to spend my time? Maybe that's the question. Maybe that's a better question. Um, becomes very, very difficult to do. Yeah. And um, it's not as simple. as I don't know. And so if if someone out there may have the answers really, really quick, and if you do have them really, really quick, then good for you. Right. And I hope you're pursuing them and I hope that they're resonating with you and they're feeling genuine. For those of you who aren't, um, I think some reflection is definitely in order and that becomes a much more difficult process. You know, who are you? And like you, you point out very early on is uh, if you have been driven by external circumstances and then you're now in a position to actually start asking these questions about who am I? What do I want? What do I believe in? What are my values? Where do, what do I want to do that supports those values? How do I want to spend my time? That can be very, very difficult. You know, if you've been, if you were pigeonholed into medical school because of that's what the family told you to do, and you never had a moment to actually discuss, well, what, what do I want and what aligns with me? Um, that could be a, a challenging circumstance to be in. Yeah. Well, you know, you made me think of, I just wrote a few notes here is that so sometimes I, you know, you think about relationships with other people. Sometimes, you know, when you're in relationships, you might, a lot of us learn the hard way. You go through it yourself and, and you discover not necessarily what you want. Sometimes the most powerful thing is what you don't want. And I feel like there's this um, same thing that happens, not just in relationship to other people. So relationship with other people, you figure out what you don't want in other people, but the relationship you start having with yourself, which suddenly arises after you create somehow some epiphany or <laughs> creation of awareness that you have, that you finally like your, you know, maybe it's after the divorce, you realize, well, what do I want? What, who am I? What do I want to do with my life? How do I want to spend my time? The relationship within yourself there's also this, this situation of, um, you know, 
um, you know, you're trying to, you're trying to live for yourself and not live for others, but then you're trying to figure out what do I not want (laughs) in, in my life with myself. When I think of what I, my pleasure and what I would want in this short time we have on earth, like, what do I want it to consist of, or what do I want it to look like? Um, like those things are, um, this whole existential crisis of sorts is just a very profound and nebulous. Sometimes you feel like you're just looking in the dark, trying to figure out what's the answer, but sometimes it's the experiences in life that make you realize, well, this doesn't bring me joy, you know, and, and why? Well, and I think that's a, that's a, a, a very powerful reframe. Right. Because say if you're going through this, these kinds of questions of identity or questions of who you are, what you want to do, you know, the one way is the positive reframing. Well, what is that you want? And so that's very, very difficult for um, at least for me. I have a really hard time identifying what is that I want and who exactly am I? But the negative and I'm going to sneeze here in a second. Excuse me. All good. (laughs) I guess I'm allergic to something. Your body didn't want something. Then <laughs> I always sneeze in twos. I don't know why. That's fine. Weirdest thing. But um, is the negative reframe. So if you if you can identify what it is that you actually want or the things that you are interested in, is the list out the stuff that you don't want. And um, I think for some of us, maybe we have more of a negativity bias. It becomes much easier to say, well, these are the things I don't want. Mm-hmm. And it is a different, you know, attraction and repulsion, right? So if you don't want this stuff, well, then don't do that. If you hate cutting on things, don't go into surgery. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you blank control of your time, then go into a profession where you're going to have control over your clinical schedule. Uh, so I, I, I do think those are, um, you know, if you don't know exactly, if you're trying to frame things like what, what does I want? Who am I? And you can't really think of a good question. Well, who am I not? And what does it that I don't want to do yeah and and i think that's that's really 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 powerful because sometimes it's a lot easier for someone to say well i know what i don't want yes yes that yeah and and so it's interesting because we both have something in common that we both at different points in our career recognize and we talk about these existential crises that can happen during these like sudden epiphanies or realizations of what you don't want and or not in alignment with who you are, which we both like truth. And we both realized that we no longer wanted to do interventional pain the way it's traditionally done in America. And that in and of itself can be, uh, that whole thing is, is profound. Like that's telling us we don't want to do that. (laughs) Um, And it helps define, I think they both feed each other. Like they help define it helps you understand who you are when you realize this is not what you want. And then you ask yourself, well, why is it I don't want that? I think that is ex- extremely powerful. Um, yeah. Well, it, 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 it provides sort of a frame of action, right? Because if you yeah. know it's not that way and that way and that way, well, that only leaves you this way and this way to go. Mm-hmm. And so if you start taking action towards towards whatever that may be, then you may discover, hey, yeah, actually, this is something that I want to do, or you might discover this is something I don't want to do. Yeah. Um, but that ex- that experience, at least of, of pursuing it and trying it, 
becomes very then useful to, to, to kind, of, kind of hone in on these questions of who am I and, and what I want to do. Yeah. Yeah. The two things I know I don't like to do a lot of is, and they kind of go hand in hand. I don't like to sit all day long <laughs> and I like freedom. So I think freedom at movement is just like, for sure, one of my things that I am, I can push through it. I can, you know, I'm, I'm pretty tenacious when I have a goal or if I need to, you know, stick to my guns about something, but I could tell you, I'd rather not sit all day long every day. Once in a while is okay. If I have to, if I need to, you know, help make some money or something sitting in the operating room, but you know, long days every day. Um, it's not, it's not my ideal version of my life. Let's just say that. How come you're but, sitting? Why aren't huh? you standing? Oh, I, you know, trust me, I, I stand or I'll do some squats and, you know, change it up. I have to, like, I, I will, I, my nervous system requires, uh, well, I think movement's good for us, but also I, I feel very like angsty, um, if I'm sitting consistently the whole time. Plus I don't, you know, want my bottom to form the shape of me sitting all the time. Like you got to give it some variety. Otherwise you, you know, you look like you've been sitting all day. So that, that was one of the actually the 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 reasons one of, well I I was interested in pain and when I, but one of the other reasons I actually went into pain as when I did my fellowship was because of the OR and mm. in the in a weird way I yeah. loved the OR loved it what I hated was I didn't control my time yeah I hated that yes. It didn't matter how fast you were. It didn't matter how good you were. You didn't, you were at the mercy of the surgeons, you know, and you know, make me so mad. They'd leave and they have the intern clothes and they're like, well, was, it took so long because you had the intern clothes, you're off doing whatever. You're not here, you know? Um, and I couldn't stand, I hated that. I hate, I, I, I am a, a moderate, a little bit of a control freak when it comes to certain things. And my time is a, is a big one. Yes. Uh, but that was what I mean that I know that factored into my decision to do pain because I was like looking at different fellowships and different subspecialties for anesthesia. And there are almost none that allow you to control your time as much as pain did, because then you yeah. would have a clinic. Um now I didn't that wasn't the only reason I did. Again, I was fascinated with pain and it was only later yeah. that I discovered it's all built on voodoo interventional pain. Um, but uh but yeah, not not because otherwise I I I I, I think I, oh, I love the OR. Like I had such great experiences there and I just enjoy the environment and the kind of that little fine-tuned dance that when it's, when it's taking place, but man, I just time control of my time is like a, is like a big deal to me. Yeah. Um, although in this, in this present age, when I am now, so I've moved away from being in full control of my time when I worked for myself to now being an employee again, and it has chafed here and there, although I'm, I have pretty, pretty flexible in some ways. Um, but I've reframed that and says, well, what would I do otherwise? You know, what else would I want to do? And that is super challenging. That is, um, you know, maybe I have to get down after this and start writing out more of what I don't want to do. Um, but it's, it's, I don't know. It's, I think these are, these are questions that you can ask at any point in your life. And the other thing to remember is they can change. Just because you say it at one point, maybe when you're 22, you're a different person when you're 32, and you're certainly a different person at the age of 42. Mm -hmm. uh, and what you can play with these as well. Like people say, well, 
uh, well, who, who you are is who you are. No, who you are changes over time. Your life experiences sort of molds you and changes who you are. And a fun exercise um, that I, I used to do when I would travel to events a lot because you're going by yourself is you can sort of pretend to be somebody else. Like mm -hmm. I am naturally not a super extroverted person, but when I would go and travel by myself and it was only me, mm -hmm. I would try to become more extroverted. Mm -hmm. And I, I, so maybe you don't know who you want, who you are or who you want to be. Um, but there's all these opportunities to go, go be some, just sure. pretend to be someone else and see yeah. if you like it. And yeah. if, and that's a, um, you know, if we just started making these decisions in a way that were not, uh, you know, permanent in any way, shape or form for some things, um, you know, if you think you want to do this, well, if I really think I want to be a writer, well, go be a writer, write and see what happens. Yeah. You know, oh, I think I want to go, you know, do whatever. Well, go start climbing mountains if that's what you want to do and see and see if you enjoy it. Um, anyway, I, I, uh, so you can, they call it, you know, the fake it till you make it thing. And there's, there actually is some science behind that. Yeah. You know, is once you start doing it and once you are around people who are doing it, there's, you know, there's this kind of slow sort of shift into a new identity over there. And you may actually become, you know, if you, if, if you don't feel it, that's who you are, but you, you, you kind of admire that, mm -hmm. get in that scenario, do those actions, be around those people until you start morphing into that type of person. Yeah, because there, there's a, um, it's important. We may define ourselves. When I ask myself in my twenties or thirties, who am I? That doesn't mean it limits you to just that. You can create, or what do you want to become? Is also an appropriate extension of that question. And I can tell you of a lady in her late sixties that I work with that became an RN in her late sixties because she believed that she wanted to become that before her life you know was done and by golly she did it and i kudos to her and and don't let other people outside limit you but like you know you're saying kevin you it's not like you're dished out the whole buffet of life in your you know college years and you know and have explored every little thing on that buffet like your little life experiences have only given you certain exposures and you have no idea what you're capable of or what you would enjoy. Or you hear all the stories that, you know, if it wasn't for meeting this person or being exposed to this and then going down this path, it was all like this uh, serendipitous stuff that happens. And then they realize their life's purpose and they feel connected with it when they had no idea five years before that that was even going to be part of their life. Like, so you, you have to keep your eyes, ears open and be open for opportunity, but you have to be willing to explore and, and not limit yourself to this old view of yourself um, or the, the, the you that was really created by others. And so um, I always feel like there's, you can create the life. You don't necessarily, there's a great quote that I can't say exactly. I don't know who said it, but it's not, it's not like you find your purpose or find your meaning. Like sometimes you create it. So. No, I, I, I totally agree. And, I, and, and just to kind of hammer onto that is this, you know, experiencing things. Mm -hmm. like really, really, really going out and experiencing things. Like if, I, if I could just go back in time and tell my younger self anything, I would say do more. 
do more stuff, try Mm -hmm. more things, do and have more experiences is because it's those experiences are going to shape who you are, kind of give you greater depth and kind of define what it is that you that you like now, you know, you, you know, you don't. And I would be trying even things that I didn't think I would necessarily like. You know, I wouldn't be doing dangerous things like, I don't know, swimming naked with sharks with blood coming off of my body because that makes you cool. Um, and I don't think that makes anybody cool and don't ever do that. But I would I would certainly try a lot of different things just to have those experiences. And rather than kind of preemptively saying, oh, I that's not who I am. I don't do that. Like, you really don't know. Yeah. And I've been the most shocked on on things that I thought I wasn't going to like. Like cruises. Like, like cruises, you know, like, like <laughs> that was the a very big one. Um, yeah. But I mean, it's just, it, and then all of a sudden it's like, wait a second, all these preconceived notions that I had were not true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that opens up a whole new venue. And then like, so I, and I have college age kids now, so I'm, I'm trying to encourage them because all this, you know, it, 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 the weirdest part about like, you just said the buffet of life. I love that. The buffet of life, right? The buffet of life, you can't see all the dishes, just like on a regular buffet. Yeah. You know, in a, in a regular buffet, the smart people to do a buffet is you actually walk the buffet and scan around and look it all over before you get in the line so that you kind of have these ideas. And we can't do that naturally in life, but you can explore. Yes. And, um, and when you're in college, especially, man, explore and explore and explore. There's so much... There, I mean, there were I, there was majors that I didn't even know about until after I graduated. Yes, me too. You know, and it's like, whoa, I didn't even know people were doing that. And it's like, how will I don't know? And then how do people find this stuff? Yeah. Um. Anyway, so yeah. explore, and no matter what your age is, explore, do new things, get you know, accrue experiences, and through those experiences, then you may ask you those questions. Well, who you are? Who are you now? That's another one. Yeah. You know, after an, an, an event, you know, maybe life, death, divorce, whatever, you don't have to be that old person anymore. Exactly. In fact, I would say you probably, you know, don't want to be that old person. Exactly. Be a new person. Choose something new. Yeah. Well, um, the one of the last things I wanted to mention is we talked about exposure and I think of, you know, we had the pandemic and the realizations of our mental health and and how isolation can have its own impact on our, our, our mood and whatnot. But, you know, I, I think it's really important as much as I enjoy being home and just, you know, being kind of in a quiet environment and just doing my own thing. Cause I, I think I favor more of the introvert side of life. Um, I, I really think it's important that people get out of the home. You cannot expand yourself very easily when it comes to exploring other people relationships places things if you stay at home now if you're completely content and you know who you are and what you're doing gives you purpose and meaning and um you know i feel free (laughs) i feel like i enjoy my time then you you're probably you know you could probably just be fine being a recluse for the rest of your life but i think the most most people need to get off their ass. Sorry, I just I probably just lost our ratings there. Um, or we are we are, yeah, like, we're explicit for some reason. I don't yes, even know. Yes, we're explicit. Um we, we should cuss more, I guess. Yeah. Well, you have to get off your ass and and my mother will be 
if she hears this, she won't be happy. I said that. Um, and you have to go and explore life and, and, and I speak to myself too. Like you have to get out there and try new things. And, um, otherwise you cannot expand yourself. Your mind is what is, is creating this interpretation of who you are and, and what your meaning is and, and your perception. And like you said, every 10 years, you have a different perception, most likely of yourself and the world around you. And if you're going to stay very close-minded and only stick around the same people all the time, then you're never going to expand your mind and have a worldly view of things. And the wisdom you have is going to be very limited. Um, at least that's my take on it. And um, any comments off, off that? No, I think, you know, getting out of your, you know, getting out of your comfort zone. Yeah. Really. Um, becoming comfortable, being uncomfortable is a, is a huge thing. And and it's, and it is difficult. I mean, it's easy to say it's harder to do. I'm a very comfort person mm -hmm. and getting out of my comfort, comfort zone is very uncomfortable. And I'm not that great with, with being uncomfortable outside of my mm -hmm. comfortable, zone. but I'm aware enough to actually try. Yeah. Um, which expands you. Which, which it definitely expands you, you know, and I've in there have been moments when I've done things that I was like, whoa, I can't believe I did that. And I literally have really, really, um, they changed my life, you know, yeah. they, they changed my life. And then you're like, oh, I should do more of those. And then it comes back and then you can kind of trip back in the thing. And then you have to push yourself out of that rut again. Um, but no, I, I, I would agree on that for, yeah. for, for sure. Yeah. Well, um, any other last comments? Um, otherwise, I'll take us out. Yeah, take us out there, Scotty. All right. Well, um, just to recap, you know, uh, it's good to always ask those questions. You know, who am I or or maybe what you want to become or who have I been? I mean, maybe reflecting on those things and what do I want to do with my life or maybe what I don't want in my life. Um, and well, then and you know what? I'm going to actually, I, I don't think that's the question to ask is what do I want to do with my life? Okay. I, I think it's probably more appropriate to what do I want to do for a, for to live now, right? How do I and, want and, to live? How, about how do I want to live, right? And yeah. I and I because I think that becomes important is because if we none of these questions are like um, we're not creating or ending the universe here, right? There, these are not like oh, if I if I if because if we if if you if you frame the question in such a way that becomes pretty overwhelming, then it becomes it becomes easy to paralyze. It's like, well, what do I want to do now? Right? Um, granted, there's some choices that are a little bit longer, like in medicine, but one of the reasons that we did this podcast is to say, yeah, you may you may have chosen a specialty, you may have done, you know, been in a practice model, but that doesn't mean you have to maintain that, mm -hmm. right? It's not we're not so we're not we're like choosing what do I want to do for the rest of my life, it's really as well, how do I want to live now yeah. is, um, is just a little bit, a, a little bit of a different frame on that. It, despite the fact that we're always asking kids like in high school, well, what do you want to do with your life? That's the stupidest question. And yes, I have asked that and said it and it has been dumb. <laughs> we've all done it. <laughs> we've all done it. But every time, you know, every time I think about it, what a stupid question and particularly a stupid question to ask an 18 year old. Yeah. Like that is just asinine limited experience you haven't lived it's like that's the question is is how did you live your life when you're 80 that's a much better question to ask because you've actually lived the life and you can say well yeah you know unfortunately there's no do-over so he's like oh, did i do a good job so um but how about let, let's reframe so who am i or yeah. who do i want to become um 
or who was I? I mean, all those past, present, future. And then how do I want to live right now or not live based on my past? And thirdly, how do I want to use my time, which is kind of the same thing. Yes. But it, but it's a better one because the, the, you know, how do I earn time without money is very specific, just the time. If you are finding something that you are so fulfilled with, maybe you, you know, there are people in clinical practice that love what they do, Mm -hmm. but maybe, but (laughs) but despite the system, and then you have all these people, well, you need this and you need to be doing, and you need to be passive, passive, passive income and invest in real estate and do short-term rentals and all that stuff. And that, that may be being like, then you're feeling this external control of like, well, I just really enjoy doing it wrong. (laughs) Yeah. Am I doing it wrong? Then do it. Right. Because, you know, if you had, if, if you were somewhere in your, you know, what's the thing is if you, if you, think about um, do what you love and you've never worked a day in your life. Mm-hmm. Right. So I don't, I, I don't think it's necessarily thinking about passive or whatever. It's like, what do you want to do? How do you want to spend your time? And then making sure that you can do it provides a, a frame that allows you to do it. Cause the other thing is you don't necessarily have to buy a bunch of real estate or have all those passive income. If you hate your practice and that's not how you want to live. We've right. talked to people who do locums where, right. you know, go to a locums and you work in contracts two weeks and then spend in six months. And uh, who's the, uh, uh, Crete, you know, <laughs> these people will live in these countries and come and do sh- contracts for, you know, a month or two, and then they go back and live in the middle of the Mediterranean. Yeah. So you can do it, but you have to write, ask the right questions that allow you to have that answer versus, you know, kind of honing down to something very specific about, well, I need to have passive income. Well, why do yeah. you need passive income? Right. It's yeah. really a question of how you want to spend your time. Yeah. No, these are very deep questions and it it takes a lot of reflection. And and so I I feel like what we're trying to do is let people know that these these are questions that in your middle of your life, sometimes earlier in life, you start asking yourself, depending on what the course of your life has presented to you, um, especially during big moments like, you know, life events we just discussed recently, um, like divorce or or whatnot. or realization of of the path you chose in medicine. <laughs> what are we going to well, say? And I was going and, and to reiterate again is that doesn't what your choices were ten years ago or five years ago or three years ago don't does not mean they have to be the same choices now. Give yourself permission to change. Yeah, you know we are not a a like the biologically we're extraordinarily resilient and our bodies can compensate and do all sorts of things. Right, they can compensate and grow and hypertrophy and recover. Well, internally, the, the, our personality is going to do the same thing. And just because you were someone in the past doesn't mean you have to be that same person now. And in, in 10 years from now, you may want to choose to be a different person then. Yeah. You know, you just made me think of, I get questioned. I've been questioned by several people in my life. Why, first of all, pain. Why don't you just did all the training to be a pain physician? Why won't, why would you not use your training? I'm like, well, cause it doesn't feel right. just doesn't feel right. Like I didn't do a day in private practice other than locums for a few days after finishing my pain fellowship. And then, you know, down the road after doing anesthesia, you know, you sit there and question and want to do part-time and then people don't understand you, look at you funny. And they're like, you just train like 13 plus years or whatever. Why, why would you and other people be so miserable? And why would you not want to do what you're doing? Like it, it, I get this from multiple people and it it's so hard to answer because it's so complicated and it's uh it, it's really there's there's some 
deep reasons behind that. But a lot of it is, yes, we change as people. We recognize a system that's changing before us. And um, it doesn't give you the same kind of gratification and or maybe it's just you're bored. You know, you've been doing this 20 years. You want to change because you as a person like change. You like trying new things. You don't always have to go down deep into every single thing. You could just skim the surface and be happy with the discovery of different things. So, yeah, I I don't know if you have any thoughts on that, but I feel like that gets questioned, uh, not just me, but other people when they're asking, especially non-medical people that like, why would you want to, like you train so hard and you make a good living. Like, why would you hate what you do? Or you don't, not as satisfied or gratified by it. Well, and that's not even the bad scenario is the, 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 I think the even worse ones is the guilt tripping that people do doctors. Mm. I, I don't know if you see like in, in people like become financially independent for however way, or they trying to change their life. And they're like, why are you doing all this? You're depriving society from physicians because you're not practicing for 50 years. And that's, that's all their problem, right? That's not, that's not that that isn't your responsibility. Your You're responsibility contributed already. You've already contributed already, and yeah. I think that reflects back to the question. One is who who are you? Are you mm-hmm. someone who is you know identified what your values were, identified actions that are in alignment with your values, you know, uh, frame some beliefs that provide a perception that kind of allows you to act in in a way that supports your values. Um, you know, or do you have you do you not know who you are, and you're so you're relying on everybody else to tell you who you are, yeah. and that's and that, and that's a pop opportunity for people to shame and control you, and then to keep you in positions or tell you, well, you're not good enough, or you 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 can only be in this position, or you can't leave your job because what was the other one? You know, oh, I can't leave my job because um, even though everything is horrible, because then what are my patients going to do? Mm. Well, I, I I understand that, and you care for your patients. But (laughs) you're given notice, man, it's you are not responsible for the world. Yeah. Um, And if you're not taking care of yourself and being true to yourself, then I guarantee you're not going to be able to help as as many people as need it throughout your life than to, you know, kill yourself in a health system that doesn't appreciate you and you're, you're miserable and you're doing it because of this external idea that somehow your patients have to have you. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. I mean, unless you can totally radically change the medical system to the way you want it and it's going to gratify you um i i think you should have only people in medicine that are you know motivated are are driven to do this and enjoy it or at to some level get gratification in helping others like if people are miserable like we don't want those people still in medicine if they can't find a way to find joy in it like wouldn't you rather have a physician or someone taking care of you that actually is enjoying what they're doing and <laughs> wants to be there uh, versus the others. So anyway, um, any other last thoughts before I finally take us out? There's always last thoughts, but no, I'm not going <laughs> to see any. <laughs> well, okay. Let me see if we got this right. We're saying reflect on maybe who you are, who you were, who you want to become. Secondly, how do I want to live right now? And thirdly, how do I want to use my time? Does that sound better? I like those. Yeah. I, I like those a lot. If you, and, if you and then the, and then the negative being who do, who, who don't you want to be? Right. What don't Let's you want to do? And how do you not want to be spending your time? If you can't answer the other ones. <laughs> there you go. The, and those sometimes mirror. can be a lot easier to answer. Yeah. The mirroring of those questions will be the mirror unto yourself. 
That's Maybe right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> well, very, very cool. Well, thank you for joining us again for another episode on the change physician. If you don't know what the change physician is all about, go to thechangephysician.com or you can find us on Instagram to see what's been posting on the podcast. And we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Take care. Stay well, folks. Thank you for joining us today on the Change Physician Podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, please let us know by going to thechangephysician.com. And while you're there, be sure to check out the free book giveaways, guides, and other physician resources available to you simply by joining the community at thechangephysician.com.